We had St. Maria Gretti's feast day today. Yeah. How incredible is that story of forgiveness? It's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. Hers and then his on himself too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Like he has to make peace with himself in prison. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure he eventually did, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He lived like the last 24 years of his life in a monastery. Yeah. Our friary. He was at our canonization. Yeah. (sighs) It's a dope story all around. It is. Welcome back to the Tiny Through the Faith podcast. All of these attempts might enter on there, but I'm Father Sean Wilson. With me is the one, the only, Julia Julia Monin. Thanks, Father Sean. Good to be back. Yeah, we're back here recording the Darting Through the Faith podcast. And uh, on the Feast of St. Maria Goretti, we were just talking about her. Yeah, So it is really awesome. Yeah. Does she make it into your... Uh, now it's not the time to talk about top 10 favorite saints or your Mount Rushmore of saints. Mm. Is she your favorite 12 year old saint? Yes. Yes. Although how old was St. Philomena? She was around that age too. Oh yeah. But, um, I almost think she was 14. Yeah. Okay. Um, but anyway, yeah. St. Marie Gretta. Yeah. She's a good top 12, top 12. Oh, <laughs> gosh, this is going to be real long. If my tongue just gets this tied all the time and we were doing tongue twisters. Know, for we the start of this. Well, not, so. not well, but not well, yeah. <laughs> it's proof. All right. Well, let's pray. Okay. In the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for the opportunity to uh, reflect on your word. We ask that you may always stir in our hearts the deep uh, faith that, that we may always trust in what you've revealed to us. And we ask that you may always guide us, especially all of those who are struggling. We ask all of this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So we're back in the catechism. You back know? in the catechism, back in the creed. Back in the creed. Yeah. We might even be pre-creed. Really? Well, actually, I think we're on the words, I believe. We're on the words, I believe. Yep. We didn't make it very far. We didn't make it very far. No, that's true. This is paragraphs 142 through 152, obedience of faith. And yeah, that is where we are, the creed and the creed. words, I believe. All of this is about those two words. Right. Yeah. And it's not even, doesn't even cover everything that is written about those two words. So there's a lot there, right? There's a ton there. And I think that that is, um, we we keep, every time we talk about the creed, I say this, but it's because we get so lost in the words. It just becomes so mundane to us when we're praying it yeah. that we, we, when we really dissect it like this, right? It gives it a whole new life. Yeah. Mm, I love it. Amen. I love it. I love it. And so we're at what at 142 to 152 mm-hmm. in the creed or, or in the catechism talking about, I believe and it starts in 152, though, not specifically related to I believe. It actually kind of summarizes what came before um, is about revelation. Okay, so that you mean by, 142. What did I say? You said 152. Oh, I meant 142. So I thought Your we were starting reader. at the end, but oh, I, I gotcha. 142, got continue. Pa- All right. So anyways, it starts with like what, what came before about God's revelation. The invisible God from the fullness of his love addresses men as his friends and moves among them in order to invite and receive them into his own company. And this is like the, um, you know, when you're in uh, theology classes, it's like they call the class fundamental theology. Mm -hmm. And it's basically all about revelation, how God reveals himself to us. Mm -hmm. And so that's like, what does it mean that scripture is inerrant? What does it mean that we have tradition? You know, it's all ways that God reveals himself. And then then the response is faith. So like fundamental theology is that God reveals himself and then faith that we have the opportunity respond. So it that's where 142 and 143 kind of just boom, boom, let's get this. Let's set the stage that God reveals and we have faith, which is really incredible. We're not really on the revelation section, but mm-hmm. that our faith 
is one that's revealed, right? It's not like the church doesn't come up with it. Mm-hmm. It's it's revealed by God. So um, I love it. This the one sentence you didn't read from one forty two. The adequate response to this. I just love that oh. terminology. The adequate response to this. If the God of the universe is revealing himself to you, right? Yeah. The adequate response to this invitation is faith. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The word adequate, it could have just said the response to this right. is faith. Right. But, um, well, we I can make a lot of different responses to it and some people right. do. Yeah. But the adequate one is faith. Is faith. <laughs> right. That's a good point. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. So 143 continues by faith. Man completely submits his intellect and his will to God. Hold on a second. Let's read that again. Okay. By faith, man completely submits his intellect and his will to God. Mm. Bingo was his name. Oh, Oh, yeah. This is that place, right, Father? This is that place where the Lord is drawing each and every one of us. This place where we can completely submit ourselves, where we can completely surrender ourselves to to him, our intellects, our memory, our will, and that we live in this union with him, this union with him, where it's no longer our will, it's his will, right? right. Beautiful or stuff. even like our way of thinking, you know, that the intellect, right. you know, like how do we think? Do we think as everybody else thinks or mm-hmm. do we think as God thinks? Mm-hmm. And so we turn over, it's almost like we're, we're turning over the, the steering wheel of who we are to the Lord. And that's what, that's, what's described as faith. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And of course, Jesus, I keep thinking about this, like, because the Lord Jesus tells us to, you know, be like children and Mm. that the kingdom of heaven belongs to people such as these. And so often you think about the little children and how they're models for us of, of faith. And especially I think really young children, because like think of the newborn infant has no freedom of will or intellect or any of that. If mom and dad say, we're going, we're going. If right. mom says it's time to eat, it's time to eat. It, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. like, um, uh, anyway, to think about that and to think that that's where the Lord is kind of, in a sense, bringing us back to only that we do it freely, only that we know we right. have that free will not to do that, but that we decide anyway to surrender ourselves completely to him and to his will. Right. And that's, that's, um, you know, it's profound just how, how radical faith is mm-hmm. because a lot of times, you know, like, do you believe in God? Well, I believe that God exists, but you know, it doesn't change the way of life. But what the catechism says here by faith is like, if we say we believe, if we say I believe and then go through the rest of the creed, mm-hmm. like that actually has to, that it's not just like an intellectual thing. Like I believe this, this, and this, it's actually changes our will, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that faith is, is really an action word also. Yeah. Not just something that we assent to, not just like, okay, two by two plus two equals four. I agree to that. But it's mm-hmm. actually if two plus two equals four, how do you live your life? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So sacred scripture calls this human response to God, the author of Revelation, the obedience of faith, which is what we have titled this section that we're going over, right? right? The obedience of faith. So continuing with that, talking about that more, to obey in faith is to submit freely to the word that has been heard because it's truth is guaranteed by God who is truth itself. You're missing something if you're not reading this because of how it's, how it's written here because it's truth. Lowercase T is guaranteed by God who is truth. Capital T itself. Mm. I just love when we get that, when we get that in writing. Right. Um, so, okay. So yeah, to obey in faith is to submit freely to the word that has been heard. Yeah. Because God is who he says he is. 
Yeah, you're skipping like the 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 little part in parentheses though. Oh yeah, because that's Latin. I left that for you. Ob audire. Mm -hmm. So audire, think of like audio, Mm -hmm. you know. So to come to hearing, so Mm -hmm. that faith comes from what is heard, Um, and that's that whole revelation. Like revelation comes to us, we have to listen to it, we have to receive. Like faith isn't something that we dream up. It's not Mm -hmm. something like, all right, if you know, like some you know fifth century monk didn't come up with the idea of a Trinity. It was revealed. So, mm-hmm. so it's just, it gets to that, that point that we receive faith. Like it's not something that we, we come up with. We don't create the church doesn't even do this, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like the Pope gets to decide what we believe or not, but it, it comes from what is heard. So, and all of us have got received that too, you know, from our parents, from catechism teachers and people who have mentored us and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah. all that jazz. I skipped that Latin part. Cause I knew you, you know, would know how to pronounce it. that. And even I stumbled because <laughs> it's just a stumbling sort of day. So continuing in this, this is paragraph 144 that we're reading. It continues to say, Abraham is the model of such obedience offered to us by sacred scripture. And the Virgin Mary is its most perfect embodiment. And then the next few paragraphs break that down, talking about Abraham. Yeah. Now he's the model. And then the Virgin Mary as that perfect embodiment. So what can you tell us about Abraham? Father? Abraham was the father of Isaac. Mm-hmm. The the husband of Sarah mm-hmm. actually, and why is this like putting me on the spot? But that's okay. I did read this part in the catechism, and I've actually heard the name of Abraham before. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. and you know mm-hmm. Abraham. It starts in Genesis chapter twelve with the call of Abraham when he's just Abram, and he's just simply called to go to a different place. Like he's just pick up your stuff and go, and Abraham does, and which is where he begins to be the father of faith is because he's simply listens to God and who says, go, it doesn't even say where, but he just says, pick it up and let's go. And, uh, and Abraham does, which mm-hmm. makes him an incredible model of faith. Um, and that's in uh, paragraph 145 by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place, which he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was to go. And that Story reminded me. Life. Yeah. Right. Well, that yeah. did remind me of what, what is really meant by faith. Because total clarity and like complete understanding doesn't mm. leave room for faith. Sure. Right. And yeah. so this is why we look to Abraham as our father of faith, as this model to us, because he was such yeah. a model of faith. And and as you were saying, like paragraph 146 quotes uh, Hebrews, faith mm. is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Right. We don't know. We don't have all the answers. And that's what that's what faith takes is. I don't know everything. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to surrender it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this, yeah, it's just this this belief, even though you can't see it, even though you can't perhaps define it, even though you can't put it under a microscope, it's just this this firm belief in something that maybe right. you haven't seen yet. So, um, oh my gosh. Okay, so Abraham, I don't want to I don't want to get into this, but I think it's important because of like my own ignorance in um, scripture and in the people of the Bible and their example that they give to us. Often, I think we gloss over the parts of their lives that um, where they weren't models of faith. And oh, yeah. in the, in the catechism here, we do kind of, we don't mention that. So I think it's important for all of us to remember that yes, Abraham is our father in faith. And this is pointing out that he obeyed. He went out not knowing where he was going. He lived as a stranger and a pilgrim in this promised land. By faith, Sarah was given to conceive the son of the promise. And by faith, Abraham offered his only son in sacrifice. But it left out a part in there where Abraham um, was beginning to doubt, I guess, what 
God was doing. And I think it's important to point out, not because I want to pick on Abraham today, but because if we don't understand that, we miss where God's mercy comes into play in all of this. And then we look at people like Abraham or like Peter or these people, and we say, well, they were these great people who did these great things, and they never made any mistakes. Paul, another example. So it's important not to gloss over those parts of their lives. So what particular part of Abraham's life are you— are you referring to? Oh, I'm referring to the part where he um, didn't believe, I guess, completely that Sarah was going to give birth yeah. to the son, right? Because she was of age. Advanced and so and he, yeah. Um, so him and Sarah have a conversation about it, right? And Sarah agrees to this as well, but... Um, Why don't you take the slave girl and, yes. you know, try to see if she can conceive because right. I'm past my prime. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then that does happen. It does happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But God's like, you know, I'm not done. Sarah, I told you Sarah's going to mm-hmm. have a child. Sarah's going to have a child. Right. Yeah. Right. So just a reminder of God's mercy. And right. that even those of us um, like Abraham, like Peter, like Paul, that he calls and in, in to do this great work for him, David, <laughs> that we oh, often yeah. make mistakes along the way. And that's where his, his mercy comes. So anyway, I feel, I always feel called to say that because, you know, I didn't know that Peter, you know, Peter, the rock of the church, sure. Peter, the one that the Lord Jesus gives the keys to the kingdom of heaven, that that was the same Peter who denied Jesus three times. Oh. I didn't put that together until about seven-ish years ago. Huh. Yeah. So nice. anyway, that was mind-blowing. Yeah, that's a good insight, you know. <laughs> it's mind-blowing. Yeah. So anyway. Wow. So anyway, that's the same Abraham. That's right. It is the same Abraham. Um. And then, so in 147, it talks about the letter to the Hebrews. Um, and the letter to the Hebrews in the 11th chapter has this just litany of Old Testament figures of faith and kind of runs down all all that they had done. And did you take a look at this list? I didn't, did you, but I uh, know what you're, do you have I it? Did, yeah, I did, I did. I couldn't help myself mm-hmm. earlier today looking through it. Mm-hmm. I was amazed. All of them are like actions of faith. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's just, you know, we've got, of course, we've, they meant Abraham's got himself a large, a large portion in here. Um, by faith, Noah warned about what was not yet seen with reverence, built an ark for the salvation of his household. But like Abraham really had to believe that God was going to, you know, that he needed to do this. Mm-hmm. He had to trust God to build an ark. Noah, you mean, he means Noah. Did I say Noah? What you other, said Abraham. I said Abraham. Oh, man. It's okay. We're following you. Noah, okay. but you're right. Yeah. 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 So Noah makes it in there. Um, and then uh, Abraham's in there a lot. But even Moses, um, by faith, Moses was hidden by his parents for three months after his birth because they saw that he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's edict. So mm-hmm. this faith uh, letting you to to do something bold and mm-hmm. keeping this child, which I think was a fate punishable or crime punishable by death. So, so all these great actions of mm-hmm. faith that... Again, like if we believe, it has to change our life. And that's in some ways what this litany in Hebrews 11 tells us. So I'm not going to read the whole thing because you can do that on your own. You, you know? can. And it is good Yeah, going through all of that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. It's a great little uh, tour, tour to Old Testament. So, yeah. So 147, the Old Testament is rich in witnesses to this faith, what you were reading there. Yet God had foreseen something better for us, the grace of believing in his son, Jesus the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. And so again, you mentioned this, like God is revealing, continues to reveal himself to us, right? As time unfolds, continues to reveal himself more and more and more. This Old Testament revealing of him leading up to the revealing of him in his son. Right. right? Yeah. 
I love the word, the pioneer though. Mm -hmm. You know, you think about a pioneer like Lewis and Clark going, mm -hmm. uh, ex, uh, finding the Pacific ocean, you know, like Christ is the one who's going to the dark places, mm -hmm. you know, which faith calls him to do, to go mm -hmm. to his own death, accepting the sacrifice, mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff. And yet he's the pioneer. He's the one in boldly doing that. Like mm -hmm. no other has or, mm -hmm. or will ever again. So mm -hmm. yeah, the pioneer. So how do we know, Father, because this is something that I'm like questioning as I'm like going through this. Well, I wasn't questioning myself, but for our conversation here, because, you know, faith is this call to action. Like we're mentioning, it's this, you mentioned too, it's this radical call to action in some places. And of course we have how it's revealed in sacred scripture. I'm not necessarily talking about that right now, but when we feel like God um, is calling us to do something in our own lives, when mm. we feel that, that personal conviction in some way, how do we know for sure that that is something that's coming from him and that we're not like being misled or we're not being, or it's not just coming from us or what, like how, how do we become convicted in that, that, that we need to take some sort of action? Yeah. Um, I would almost, and you could probably add to this too, but I would give two things that we can't live in our head. So mm -hmm. two things related to like, cause sometimes we think, is this what God's calling me to do? And we just, we, play ping pong, mental ping pong yeah. in our head and we go back and forth. So to get out of our head, I think one is that we have to talk to somebody else. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to talk and say, um, is, do you think this, am I crazy or is this, um, is this what you're, what I'm supposed to be doing? Um, yeah. And trust that somebody else that we trust, somebody who's, who's a, a faithful person themselves mm -hmm. could give us honest advice. Um, and so that's, you know, I'm thinking this in terms of entering the seminary for me, mm -hmm. you begin to talk to people to say like, is this really something I should be doing? And, and, uh, and so you get some great advice, advice in that way. The other thing to kind of get out of our heads is just to start, take the step, mm -hmm. right. To trust that if God wants this to happen, this is what he's called me to do. The doors will open. There might be little hiccups, but the, it, and if he doesn't want it, the doors will close and, uh, and he'll, you know, you'll be pushed to a different direction. So those two things I think are, uh, and to constantly pray, Yeah, you know, we can't forget that one. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Pray. And, um, yeah, the only thing I would add to that is, is to just, and this is a part of the prayer aspect is just to pay attention, to pay attention to, um, what people are saying, what you're reading, what you're hearing and see if maybe you can find confirmations or you can find um, redirections, you know, Sometimes you, things come up and you're like, gosh, I just feel like God is just saying this over and over and over again, where it's just like confirmation after sure. confirmation. And then other times it's just like, Ooh, I am really feeling like I misheard that. And again, these are all good things to talk out loud with somebody right. that you trust, um, somebody that knows church teaching and, and scripture and wouldn't lead you astray themselves. So, um, and who've taken risks themselves, you know, like call. somebody else who's not always just waiting on the side of the pool and, oh, no, don't do that. Somebody might get upset or, you know, mm. stuff like that. That'll, uh, you don't want anybody who's too afraid to jump in themselves. Good call. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. Yeah. Good. So discernment. Yeah. That's yeah, kind of what we're talking about. How are we discerning the voice of God in our own lives? Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. And not to be so like, sorry, I'm going no, on go. about this. Like sometimes we get so one track mind mm -hmm. that like, this is what God wants. I've seen these signs and da, 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 that we just like bull in China shop. Right. Mm -hmm. This is what it is. And that. Ne it could never be that God led us here and now, you know, now we, he needs us to take a little, a veer, like he needed to get us here and now we're, we're making a left turn here, a right turn or whatever it may be. So never to get so focused and that the Lord would never throw us a curveball as we kind of keep 
going deeper because we weren't ready for something at the start. So <clears throat> that makes a ton of sense. And that goes yeah. back to kind of what we said in the beginning about surrendering our intellect and our will. Yeah. That sometimes, yeah, as he is unveiling his plan for our lives and we do, we get on direction and like we yeah. become so consumed with, well, this is how it's going to play out from start to finish. Right. right. And then, so we become so consumed with what we think is the way it's going to have to go that we don't pay attention to how maybe things have changed along yeah. the way. And it, you come up with that like line, I thought God that you wanted this, yeah. but now we begin to question. It's like, yeah, uh, he wanted to tell us that, but now he's mm-hmm. saying you made it this far. Now it's time for the next whatever. So sure. Okay. Sure. That's good stuff. All right. All right. Good. Okay. So we talked about Abraham and he, mm-hmm. him being the model of this obedience. And then it goes on to talk about the Virgin Mary being this most perfect embodiment. And this is so beautiful. This um, talking about the Virgin Mary, talking about the Annunciation, talking about her faith and in, in giving her fiat and her yes. Um, talking about Elizabeth's words to her at the visitation. Blessed is she who believed. Those are such beautiful words, right? Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. Because ultimately, it was her belief that, you know, this this is from God. Nothing is impossible. And so let it be done, right? right. So blessed is she who believed. Um, and it's for this faith that all generations have called Mary blessed. Good stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's straight from Elizabeth's words, mm-hmm. straight from her mouth. And, uh, you know, that interesting thing you think about, like they're having that conversation, Mary and Elizabeth, mm-hmm. that Mary never said, no, don't say that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, she never corrected. She's just, yes, the Lord has done this. And I, who am I to deny that the Lord is doing incredible things in my midst, in my womb. So, yeah. The, um, the canticle of Mary, Mary. Yeah. Yeah. So pull that out and read that and pray that, um, to, to think about Mary's response. Yeah. Because you're right. She doesn't deny it. She doesn't say, no, you know, it's not me. It it was, yes, my soul proclaims. The Almighty has done great things for me. The Almighty has done great things for me. And holy is his name. It's beautiful stuff. Sure. Um, Okay. And then continuing throughout her life and until her last ordeal, when Jesus, her son, died on the cross, Mary's faith never wavered. She never ceased to believe in the fulfillment of God's word. The word ordeal. What did like, I say? No, oh. like it's just a funny, oh, like ordeal. until the last, her last mm-hmm. ordeal, like it, it's not very specific. Mm-hmm. Like there's ordeals that happen at like a McDonald's drive through and here we're calling the death of the son of God an ordeal, an ordeal. too. I don't know. Yeah, I hear Maybe you. it's a poor okay. translation. That's I what I would you. like to think. But maybe that's the best way. Like it was so messy with, you know, witnessing the, the arrest and all of that and the betrayal and the the physical torture and the trial that, well, in some ways it was just a big, nasty ordeal, but her faith never, that's not the point. That's not the point of all this. Big, nasty ordeal. But you know what? That's interesting because we did talk about, um, you know, I was calling out Abraham and Peter and Paul and David and talking about how, you know, they, there were times in their lives where they did waver Mm -hmm. in their, their faith and their actions of it. Um, and then, of course, we can look to Mary, whose faith never wavered. And another reason why we look to her as our role model, as our guide, as our teacher, um, as our example, because she is human, just like us, but is the only one without sin. And so we can look to her as this example. And of course, that doesn't mean maybe that she ever, um, I don't want to say questioned, she never doubted God's will, but she might have at times, you know, we often read in scripture about what did Mary do? She took all these things and pondered them yeah. in her heart, that she never doubted. God's work. She never doubted that this was where he was leading and what was he was doing. But certainly there were times that she had to she reflect went, on it. Huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Huh. <laughs> I like that. 
All right. Close us out here, Father Sean. All right. Well, the last three are uh, just kind of a, there's like a little Trinitarian um, three paragraphs. Mm -hmm. I don't know the best. I I was real set on the word Trinitarian, (laughs) but then from there I didn't have anything. But so there's one to, to believe in God alone. So this free ascent to the whole truth that God has revealed. And that's like a talent emphasized here about this personal adherence to God and ascent to this truth. So it's, it's this, um, yeah, free. So it's not, it's not coerced. It's not forced by God. Um, but it's to the entire truth, not just what we find convenient or what's, what's helpful for us, you know, to, Oh, I'm a believer so I can get this job at Chick-fil-A because they seem to like to hire Chick- Christian people mm-hmm. um, that we're, we're, uh, we're taking everything for, from God for mm-hmm. God. Yeah. There's also a line in here that in this paragraph 150, which you're talking about here, where it talks about our faith differs, our faith in God differs from our faith in a human person. It continues mm-hmm. to say, it is right and just to entrust oneself wholly to God and to believe absolutely what he says. It would be futile and false to place such faith in a creature. I like that a lot. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> what a great line. Yeah. It would be futile and false to place such faith in a creature. That's that's really wise because every now and then people get that way, you know, with maybe it's like a grandparent that you've always idolized. And then all of a sudden you realize like, oh, you know, they weren't perfect. Mm-hmm. Or it could even be a spouse, you know, that you just... Or, you know, like a boyfriend or a girlfriend, you're so infatuated that all of a sudden, you know, they're not perfect. You're like, oh my gosh, I thought better. And it's like, well, no, you thought you thought too good of them. You thought they were God. And guess what? That was futile. And false. And false. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm being reminded of St. Therese and a quote of hers, which um, says, don't be surprised by the imperfections of others. Be edified by even their smallest virtues. Mm. And on the surface, that might look like it's a pessimistic view of the world. You know, everybody's going to let you down. So don't be disappointed (laughs) (laughs) because ultimately we're all failing and everybody's failing. But it really does take like the pressure off you. Like we have this bar set so high for people, like really remember who we are, right? Right. And that we are dust and that we are sinners and that this is the nature of who we are. So she just, she comes flat out and says, don't be surprised by the many imperfections of others be edified by even their smallest virtues. Mm. It's good stuff. That is. So then it moves to, to Jesus Christ. So belief for a Christian, believing in God cannot be separated from believing in the one he sent, his beloved son. So, um, so yeah, Christ is the one who's the fulfillment. We talk, you know, we, everything's pointing to him in mm-hmm. faith. And we talk about, you know, we started with revelation because Christ is the one to, f- to reveal the fullness of, of who God is, mm-hmm. the full fulfillment of, revelation. And so because he has seen the father, he's and this is the end of 151 because he has seen the father, Jesus Christ is the only one who knows him and who can reveal him. So he, he fully reveals who God is because he's the only one who has been able to gaze upon the father's face. So yeah, Jesus tells us it quotes it in here. Believe in God, believe also in me. Mm. It's good. Yeah. Jesus is good. Yeah, and then it closes out 152. The only way we can do that is through the Holy Spirit. Right. And so there is this kind of interesting thing with faith that it is a human action, right? Like only human beings can have faith because God sees everything. He doesn't need, you know, faith is an adherence to things unseen. Well, for God, there's nothing unseen, so he knows. Um, So it's a human action, and yet we can't do it without the Holy Spirit. We can't do it without God's help. So it's this kind of mystery how our own will and God's divine grace uh, work together mm-hmm. to um, to make faith possible. 
So in the, is it Corinthians where, um, you know, the popular one that's always said in weddings about love is patient and faith, hope, and love. Mm, these yeah. three, but the greatest of these is, is love. love. Um, so you think in eternal life, like do the faith and the hope part, like because we are in eternal life and we are seeing God face to face, that those two things don't exist in eternal life anymore? Because we don't need them. Because why do we need, like, because we're seeing, so where's, like, we're seeing now. Mm. So in, well, what is there to hope if we're seeing it in front of us? Sure. And then, so the greatest of these is love. This is what will last in eternal life. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably, it makes sense. Checks out by me, but, you know. <laughs> Checks out by me too, but, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's a pretty, pretty low bar, you know. It is a low bar. I wanted to read, because I looked up scripture too, Um, the where you pulled up the litany in the Old Testament. And what I caught me was this last section, the title, I know whom I have believed. And then it oh. breaks down to believe in God alone, to believe in Jesus Christ, the Son of God, to believe in the Holy Spirit. Well, they're quoting here, I know whom I have believed, is quoting 2 Timothy 1.12, which reads, On this account I am suffering these things, but I am not ashamed, for I know him in whom I have believed. And I'm confident that he is able to guard what has been entrusted to me until that day. I just love those words of mm. Paul. That's like a bold. It's in prison. He's bold, writing this yeah. letter, Timothy. Right. Yeah. And on this account, I am suffering these things, right. but I'm not ashamed for I know him. I know him in whom I have believed and am confident that he is able to guard what has been entrusted to me until that day. Wow. That's like even his own faith. Like, I'm not going to lose faith because God's got my faith. Like he's even surrendered his faith to God. Man, that's Saint awesome. Paul. Union with God, suffering, yeah. prison. The world is saying, you're crazy. We're going to lock you up, throw away the key. And he's saying, doesn't take away my care. faith. Go ahead. Yeah. That's good stuff. It is. <clears throat> God bless St. Paul. Anything else? I think that's about it. We're going to throw a dart, cross something off the board. Let's do it. Is that right? So as you're crossing this one off, I would say we were kind of move the table around. Maybe you can tell from the angle, it's a little bit different. And so I asked Father Sean if he could still throw the dart from his seat over there. So he was practicing some trick shots. I don't know if you're actually going to get to get them on camera, but I will say the one you did nail with the trick shot. That was a left-handed hook shot. Yeah. You think I should try it I again? think you should on camera. Let's do it. All right. I worked again. That's wow. impressive. Oh my gosh. We're staying in the same place. Okay. Revelation of God, 51 okay. through 67. All Talk right. about being in the front of the bus. <laughs> 51 to 67. I like it. Okay, good. Wow. All right. You're going to pray us out, Let's Julia? Let's do it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the gift of life and for the gift of our faith. We ask that you continue to bestow your gifts and graces upon us, especially those who are in special need. Draw us all into the depths of your love and to the depths of your mercy and remind us of your endless, endless workings in our life. For you are Lord forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.